I paint a perfect picture, pictures ain't my thing But I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes So listen close, this one is for my brothers, sisters, cousins, all humans alike Let's take a second to remind ourselves Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take I'm Steve I'm Adam And yes, folks, we're back with the Juby Take It's only been, I don't know, what, a year? Yeah, at least since we've actually had a Juby Take sorry full episode. Sorry to everybody for that. No, we're never One, sorry for anything wow, we okay. ever do. Uh, but it's the way it is. And we can blame. There's a lot of things we can blame. And yes. we probably will later. Well, 100%. But right now, we're not blaming anything. Okay, so we have... Forward. Very good. We are. Okay. We have the Joe Cherry back with hey, us. Hey, 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 hey. There he is. So waiting for this. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's now had COVID. So, you know, we're all vaccinated and we've caught it. And we're all part of the COVID team. We're all, yeah, we're all moving on. Part of the club. So uh, we're getting together tonight and it's a very special occasion. Well, well, hold on. Let me just interrupt. It wouldn't be a a Juby take if I didn't interrupt. What is this? Is this Juby four studios? What is, what are we calling this? Oh, it's the, it's the Juby take annex. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're here in the Juby Take Annex. Got it. Nice. Carry on. Which is where everything gets recorded anymore. I apologize for not explaining that to you earlier. <laughs> and you thanks will. for interrupting our flow to bring that up. So, You're welcome, uh, audience. But Again, that's why he's here. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, we didn't miss a beat, did we? No, we're nope. just as annoying as ever. I love it. So, uh, but we've got Joe on tonight because everybody waits for sports our sports episodes. It's oh, the most, yeah. yeah I mean, most sought after nationally rated, you know, sports broadcasts. And, uh, we've never actually been able to include Joe in any of our sports broadcasts because the teams that he roots for just suck. Yeah. He, it's not something <laughs> I feel like he's wanted to bring up. A no, lot of the time. it's well, certainly know, not in January. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, it's, uh, it, it's never been something that he's been interested in, but, you know, he called us the other day and said, okay, you got to get the equipment out again because my Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Ba-ba-da-ba. That's right. And so for anybody who's listening in the future, this is 2022 and the, the, <laughs> the last time the Bengals were ever in the Super Bowl. Oh, so. man. Oh, yeah. There's that. It's going to be at least attitude. another 30 you years, get, right? I love that. Was it 32 It's years? been 31 since they won a playoff game and 34. Three or something like that since they've been to the Super Bowl. 1989 Super Bowl. So wow. whatever that math is, 33 years. Okay. Uh, we'll say that. 32. Uh, 31. And you've got to be happy with the outcome of the second game last Sunday because the <clears throat> Bengals, both times they've been to the Super Bowl, they played the 49ers and lost. That's right. That's not going to happen this time. So, no, they will not lose to the 49ers this time. That's true. No. <laughs> That's I hope they sad. don't lose at all, but it is is already a small victory that it won't be to the Niners. It would have been a great game for all of us, and this would have it been, would have I think, been a much better podcast as yes. well. <laughs> oh yeah, it yeah, yeah there would have been versus yeah. the Bengals. We would have had to do this via Zoom if it was <laughs> serious. Serious trash, you know, trash talking would have gone on. Yeah. Um, as yeah. Anyway, so uh, Bengals playing the Rams. Yep, of Los Angeles. Yeah, and LA's playing at home because yeah. SoFi Stadium. Although technically, because it's supposed to be a neutral site, the Bengals are actually the home team. Like they pick a home team every Super yeah. Bowl, and the 
the bagels are wait what well yeah. cool yeah. well no yeah it, it's just it just happens to be at sofi so they're just it's decided before any of the teams are in the game they say yeah, the afc this is where the super bowl will got, be. the afc will be the home team for the super bowl this year and it's going to be whatever I, get, I heard yeah, that. I mean, I, it, when I there's didn't. that big of an event, when the, the Super Bowl was in Phoenix, you know, I mean, all the restaurants and all the businesses around, we all have to accommodate sure. for the flux of people and business oh, yeah. and different things that are going to be coming through. So The flux? Yep. Or the influx? Nope. You heard him right. Just the flux? Yep. <laughs> Just the flux, like the flux capacitor. Exactly. It's going back in time. Okay, I got you. Yeah, well, right. no, so, no, fluxing is there's an outflux and an influx. What's so, an outflux? Well, just in case people it's, outflux. <laughs> I was outfluxing in my yard the other day. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, feeling particularly swole, so I was outfluxing. So the Bengals, the game last week. You know, I I had talked with you before the game, and you were pretty sure that there's no way that yeah. they were going to be able to stand up to Kansas City, which is the juggernaut that, you know, oh my God, the greatest team ever. And Mahomes is the perfect quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but you've always kind of been a defeatist when it comes to your team. A little team. bit. It's, it's a defense mechanism. I, I, I did it every time, except versus the Raiders. I was actually hopeful. I let myself think that they had a chance against the Raiders. Well, I think they did. The of Raiders course. are horrible. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah. So, so but then they fired their coach for the following week. I know the coach that did such got a good them, job. Got him to the playoffs. But the following week versus the Titans, I was very, yeah, very uh defense, you know, mechanism. With Henry and, back. Wow, defense mechanism. I just pulled an Adam. That was a good one. Yeah. But right. I was yeah, I was guarded. <laughs> We're all a little rusty. Well, folks. for good reason, frankly. The Bengals have a lot of, you know, glaring deficiencies, particularly on their offensive line. And I don't I don't actually understand how they've been able to overcome that. <laughs> the, mo- the most sacks, right? In, in this in the league. Yes. Allowed in the league? Yes. And in that game against the Titans, they gave up nine, which I believe is a playoff record. Yeah. And they still. You won. normally don't come back from nine sacks. No. no. Only when the opposing quarterback throws three interceptions do you even have a chance. Yeah. So. And the way the game started off this last week, you know, it, it, it looked like Kansas City. Well, there you go. You yeah. Know, they marched right down the field and in the first half and. Three times. Three touchdowns. Yeah. And the Bengals didn't look very good. They no. looked as as uh, flawed as you talk about. Yes. But I just, I, you know, watching the game, I thought that, that Kansas City's decision to be a little arrogant at the end of the first half. Well, yeah, I've, I haven't watched any of the, the game analysis, but I'm guessing every single pundit in the world has pointed to that end of the first half. Yeah, well, they've... They took that from me because that's... But I mean, it's for good reason because, you know, everybody watching that went, oh, well, that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was arrogant. I thought at that point, Kansas City figured that we can do whatever we want. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Just to tell everybody what happened, they didn't score. They had first and goal at the one uh, with enough time to run two or three plays and they didn't score. And yeah. they threw their final pass was short of the goal line. They threw basically at, at the one and uh, Hill, the receiver was tackled and time ran out. Yeah. It was granted. And it was a good happen. play. You know, I've certainly been alive long enough and watched the Bengals who have been horrible for most of that time to, to see them, to see opposing teams score on a play just like that all the time, broken tackle score. Yeah. It happens, but it's, 
it's risky. Although you're right, they maybe were like arrogant. a Debo Samuel or a, you know sure. a, a, you know a tight end. But yeah, yeah, Kittle would have scored. But for sure, anyway, we're we're not talking about. It the was a great tackle, but anyway, it's it's to your point, it was arrogant. But they had good reason at that point. They had just scored at will three times in a row. This was going to be four. And then they were going to get the ball after the half and make it five. And it was going to be 35 to three with about, you know, 30 or about 25 minutes in the game or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? It was, I was already like just hang dogging it the whole time. Like, oh man, this is going to get ugly in a hurry. And then they stopped them. And I, like I'm sure most of the Bengals and all their fans had hope, Yeah, you know, even though they didn't get the ball after the half. They stopped him, and that was the first good thing that happened the whole game. Well, and, and also a few weeks before, uh, like week 17 or whatever it was, yeah. it was very similar. Similar. Can- Kansas City had like a 21-point lead going into halftime, and the Bengals came back and won that game. Yeah. Well, and that one I believe they the difference was is they had the ball, they scored before the half, and then they got the ball after the half. And I could be wrong, but I seem to recall there being a, a much more – uh, positive swing than just a stopping <laughs> of yeah. what was going to be an absolute bludgeoning, you know. But then they stopped them coming out of the half, and and then it was a great game from them. Yeah, on. the second half was totally different. Yeah, you know, when and, you got Joe Cool on your team, and he's real good. There's no doubt. He he threw a couple passes. He got away with a few. One in particular that could have been picked, but other than that, you know, he was real good. He's so far he's been amazing. Right and. And Joe Cool, I, you know, the nickname. But the fact is, he is. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't panic. You know, even in the Titans game when he was sacked nine times, you didn't see him on the sideline yelling at people. No, he would never know? threw his helmet. He never, you know, he's like, okay, I'll get up and, you know, you dust yourself off and let's run another play. And you need that. You know, you need that, that calm consistency, feeling like you're never out of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just I really think that uh, Kansas City and Mahomes kind of pressed. They yeah they they did seem that way. They, they really did. All of a sudden, up. Mahomes was missing passes that he was normally ninety percent of the time is completing. Yep. You know, throwing behind receivers or or too hard or or whatever. Yeah, couple drops from from players that you know even when he did manage to get it in their vicinity, they weren't great passes and they were dropped. Yeah. And then another thing, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, on the sideline, some of the the uh, chief receivers, you know, Hartman and Hill were kind of arguing. Oh, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, they were, you know, Hartman was like, you know, I, I'm wide open mm. and you're not throwing me the ball. And, you know, Hill's like, yeah, but I'm the star. And, you know. And, <laughs> Is that what they were saying? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can lip read. So oh, that's okay. exactly what they Sorry. were saying. Seems accurate. Um, <laughs> we'll have you know. to look for your uh, NFL bad lip reading yeah. video. Right. I'm yeah. sure we'll get the tweets later. <laughs> you know, correcting us, you know, you know, Hill is like, you're such a little midget, you know, you're not nearly <laughs> as fast as me, you know, and Harmon's like, I'm taller than you. And, you and, know, and Pringle's like, I'm better than both of you guys. And they're like, shut up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're not in this, man. You're not a star. So, but there was some, you know, dissension on the sidelines. And the oh. other thing is, and, my pet peeve and you know Zachary knows I say this about a thousand times every year <laughs> is that the camera seems to have to show everything but the game so I've got to have a close up of 
of some guy with a weird hat in the stands and somebody on the sidelines. How else and, would you have seen the two wide receivers arguing? It's true. But I didn't need to see that. Don't 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 take me there. Okay, I, okay. I'll do twenty minutes on on <laughs> why don't poke the bear. Why that's wrong. Sorry, Zach. Uh, but they kept showing Mahomes on the bench, and yeah. he just looked disinterested. Yeah, he just had this look on his face. You know, he didn't have one of the little tablets in front of him where he's looking at the last play. He wasn't talking to anybody. He just kind of sat there listlessly in the second half. But I really noticed that. Huh. You know, it's like, okay, this is your leader. And then you watch his play on the field. And some of the stuff we're talking about, the, the, the passes weren't as crisp. They, you know, he wasn't really the Mahomes that everybody thinks is this guy that's totally unflappable. Yeah. I mean, at times, you know, he looks flawless. And that's where, you know, we all, we've seen it for years now. And, and that was what was so surprising was that he showed his flaws in that moment, you know, whether it even be in the game or on the sideline. And, you know, I think that that's something that really speaks to, you know, uh, Joe Burrow to me, you know, was just how, uh, his demeanor throughout the whole thing, like we were saying, you know, it, it, he was there to pump up his team and Mahomes wasn't, you could see it in the field. So. Yeah, he's Burrow's great. And uh, my wife today told me I didn't see it, but she told me she saw a funny meme that said, "Well, you know, it's no wonder he's so cool under pressure because you know he was left home alone and he did have to navigate being uh, lost in New York." Yeah, and because uh, <laughs> the comments about him looking like, of course, Macaulay Culkin, which yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah, really, when you look at him, he, he does not look like the you know the N- typical NFL player. He he does look a little young. He does look a little. You know, I don't know, dude. You yeah, know, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, it's funny. He does look a bit wide-eyed, but man, he doesn't play like it. No. <clears throat> and so it, that was just it was interesting the way that those games went. The 49ers lost with a field goal to the end. Uh, you know, the 49ers had a better season than I thought. You know, at one point we were 3 and 5. Yeah. And thinking well, about the, what kind of draft pick we're going to get. Yeah, they were the scariest team in the NFC kind of as the playoffs rounded into shape and it was, they made it in and everyone went, Oh no. Yeah. With good reason. I, and I thought they were going to beat LA, but I, you know what? So did I. A couple other th- things go our way. I yeah, mean, if we sure. don't drop that interception. Oh, you know, that was I, it. it. Yeah. There's, that was the big one. He should have just, I thought he was going to put his hand up and fair yeah. catch the, <laughs> the intercept thrown right to him. It was in the air way too long. He had way you too know, much tart, time. Tart the safety. Yeah. Uh, which always kills me every time I watch those types of plays where a whether it's a defensive back or a receiver tries to catch the ball against their pads yep. instead of catching it with their hands. That's always such a big thing. But you know, every time you try to catch it against your body, that's why they tell you don't do that because yeah. it bounces off. And so, yeah. Uh, but we didn't, uh, you know, the 49ers didn't win. So it's the Rams, uh, which I really think, you know, I was joking earlier about you don't want to play the 49ers. I think you guys have a great shot against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, uh, who's to say it at, at this point? You know, it's I really just don't want them. I don't want it to be the Bears-Patriots 85. I don't want it to be the Niners, uh, what was it, Broncos and like 90. 
one or something, whatever. And, oh no, San Diego, San Diego, Niner, San Diego, and whatever. Oh. You know, I don't want it to be the Raiders, uh, Tampa Bay. Watch that game in Coos Bay with one of our <laughs> one of our better trips. You know, I just don't want it to be embarrassing and over. I'm talking about one of the Super Bowl trips right here. And you, <laughs> well, go for it. You <laughs> can't cut me off. This Took is like your fif- podcast. 15 guys to Coos Bay. Whoever goes to Coos Bay. The only thing Coos mm-hmm. Bay has is that's where Steve Prefontaine came from. Oh, yeah. And Mark Helfrich, but that's... So anyway, that's yeah. That's deep Oregon trivia right yeah, there. Yeah, that's some lore right there. Uh, but yeah, that game was a lot of fun to watch as a 49er fan but i interrupted you joe go ahead (laughs) well anyway that's i just don't want the Bengals to be on the the bad end of that you know equation i wouldn't mind if they were the winning and you know i like a good stress-free ass whipping when my team's winning but i think the Bengals have a great chance i mean matthew stafford's had an inconsistent year and you could see it you know, when he was playing the 49ers, again, one pick, his oh, yeah. mistake away from losing that he game. He for sure got away with one, yeah. So I don't think that the Bengals are going to drop those. They've shown that they their defense no, their is safeties there to, are pretty good. to take advantage of those moments. So. That uh, Speaking of their safeties, that play that they picked it off in overtime when the Chiefs got the coin yeah. flip. So for people who didn't watch it, they don't care, I guess. But, you know, the people that did watch it will remember, you know, they the Chiefs the week before with that epic duel it, with Buffalo. That's the craziest game ever. One of the craziest games ever. And uh, six of the best football games in a row, by the way. Yeah. But that, uh, that, that game ended, obviously, with Kansas City in overtime winning the coin flip. Mahomes takes it all the way down. They score a touchdown. It's game over. Josh Allen, who had played maybe the best game of his life at that point, never sees the ball again, right? And so it sparks that age-old debate of, you know, should the – should they change that rule for overtime? But so that was hap- that happened to the Bengals, right? They fought, they came back, they battled, goes to overtime, um, and the Chiefs win the coin flip, and had demonstrated at least in the first half that they didn't have any problem moving the ball and scoring. So it right. Was, so if they march down and score a touchdown, the game's over. The game's over, and so you know, two plays and nothing, and so it becomes a third down and long which now we're feeling good, and Mahomes drops back and he fires one deep downfield, which is always nerve-wracking until the camera gets there and you find out how it goes. And in this case, it went where the the Bengals' two safeties were covering, I think it was Hill, and one of them was on him, you know, like a blanket, knocked the ball away to the other one trailing the play, picked it off, off the deflection. Bengals turn around, a couple plays later, kicked the field goal with their their drafted kicker. Yeah, <laughs> who I love now, just like everybody else that <laughs> likes the Bengals. Oh, I, yeah, I heard today that that he guaranteed a win. Well, probably he's yeah. he's young, he's a rookie, and it's fun. He did it before. Uh, he did it when he walked out onto the field, famously, you know, a week ago against uh, the Titans. Right. Yeah, we're yeah. going to the yeah. NFC we're going Championship. To the, going to the AFC Championship AFC. game. And, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that he made some sort of a brash prediction. I'm sure he'll do it before the Seems Super Bowl. to be the confidence of that team that is just like. Yeah, which is fine. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not one that's usually a fan of that sort of thing, but now it's my team, so you all can bite it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take it while you got it. Until um, one of them gets caught in the bathroom being inappropriate with an underage girl, I will continue to defend them. <laughs> um, so, Roethlisberger. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so we got the Rams and we got the Bengals going into the Super Bowl, which is super exciting. Um, for Rams and Bengals fans. Yeah. I could care less. <laughs> oh, no, it's but great. Go ahead. It's super exciting. 
It's not the Patriots and the 49ers, you know, it's not the, the usual matchup. Um, so, but the, I think the reason why that's, you know, not the usual matchup is a couple years ago, the Bengals weren't very good. <laughs> yes. That's very, like, it's I true. I think they were two and 14, something yeah, like that. That's uh, true. Last year they were four and 12. Right. Um, so, uh, why were they so bad when they were bad? Well, they're not a great organization or at least they haven't been historically. And so I don't know, you know, too much about the super minutia of it all but the, as a the, fan the short answer is their management isn't great okay. and their culture as a result of that has been somewhat lackluster you ask any long-suffering Bengals fan and they will point just like the cardinals fans did for years they'll point to the owners and they'll say yeah. they, they, they just don't were they making bad decisions or was it you well, said is the culture I mean, more yeah you had the marv lewis years where they were good right and they they kind of made some playoff runs and got beat every single time never won a playoff game we're in it, I think, four or five times with Andy Dalton and those talented receivers that they had. Right. But yeah, the 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 blame always goes to the owners. So Marv Lewis was considered to a good coach and a good uh, drafter drafter along with their front office. Right. They got good players, but they just couldn't make it work. So he exits. They bring in this new, you know, young guy that used to coach for Sean McVay as a quarterbacks coach. He was never even a coordinator. The coaching or trees. Man. Yeah. And so he comes in there. They have two awful seasons, you know, this year, I'm sure he was a, kind of on the, uh, on a high alert, but they have now done a good job of getting good players. Cause you, that's the league, you know, when you're last, you get great picks. And if you don't blow it, right. Like the Raiders, <laughs> I mean, you, you can see that though, throughout the years, it doesn't necessarily, cause you have the number one pick doesn't mean you're making the right oh, decision. No, the, the Bengals have picked number one quarterbacks probably more times than anybody you know i don't know of course but i wouldn't be shocked yeah if since 1970 or something like that they they had more number one quarterback picks you know than any team or something like that it's well yeah the the thing about the nfl is you can have a star you can get you know you know early picks you can get you know you had aj green for years that was one of the best receivers yeah andy dalton was not a bad quarterback no but in the NFL, it's depth, you know, your line, your offensive yes. line, your defensive line. What kind of depth do you have in the defensive line? Because you have to rotate players in. How much of a drop-off do you have when, you know, your starters have to come out of the game? And and that's, to me, the difference between the teams that that are there every year, that are, you know, in the playoffs, contenders, or at, at least decent teams. Mm-hmm is that they have depth and they develop their players. They develop the people that are, you know, down the roster. And that was always, to me, the Bengals. And, you know, you can look at, at some of the teams, Jacksonville now. Uh, they don't do that. Right. You know, they have some decent players, but they don't have the depth. If you get a key injury or two, then you're sunk. Yeah, and the Bengals have had that. That is how they've been. And right now their offensive line is not good. I've said that a bunch of times. But their defensive line is a little bit deep like you're talking. They lost uh, their their star defensive tackle, uh, Ogunjobi is his name. I think his first name is Larry. I want to say Larry Ogunjobi. And there are two guys that come in to, to back him up are playing lights out, you know, in the last two weeks. They're, they're having really good games each week, so... You know, and then, of course, sorry, and I'll just finish off uh, 
one thing I was thinking about is the Bengals, like I said, have drafted, you know, a million number one quarterbacks, you know, going back to the Achilles Smiths and the David Klinglers and all these college superstars. Careful, Achilles Smith was <laughs> really good. He was. In at college. Oregon. And, and, they, uh, and they didn't pan out, and then they drafted Carson Palmer, who was very good, and they had a couple of good seasons, and he got hurt, and blah, blah, blah. Everybody kind of knows that story. But now Joe Burrow, I don't know, he feels different. He feels, obviously, he's in the Super Bowl, so something's working, but he feels like the kind of quarterback that if he you know, continues on this path can be that special. The the special guy they've wanted for thirty years, yeah, and never and never quite had other than I'll say Carson Palmer was. I'm I'm actually a pretty big fan of his. But has there ever been a quarterback in the league that like what was the last quarterback that you guys have seen that has the same demeanor that you know on the sidelines and you know that Joe Burrow has brought to the league? I mean, even you could see Tom Brady, the best ever, who when things get you know, Dicey's yelling and screaming on the sidelines, just getting people pumped up, yeah. not necessarily negatively, but you know, he's over there and he's very vibrant, you know, like Joe Burrow's not that. Yeah. I imagine there's not a, you know, a formula that you can just kind of stick to. And that's the, that's what works. It's the guys are who they are and it works for whatever reason. Right. You're right. Tom Brady's very fiery on the sidelines and that works yeah. for him and he's awesome. So kind of whatever he says, people just have to take it. Right. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, now, I, I don't know if the young guys that are out there, I like quite a bit. And I think most of them are, they look to me like I'd, I'd be happy with any of them. The, uh, Oregon again, you know, now in Los Angeles, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert, he's, I mean, he's now on, what was that? His second year or third year, second, second year, second year. And he's a pro bowler. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing. And of course we mentioned Josh Allen before he looks like, I mean, my God, I would, he's a great young quarterback and yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's not. It's not like he fell off a cliff. He didn't make the or the Super Bowl this year, the third year in a row. Right. Yeah. He's going to have to settle for two years in a row. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're praying that Trey Lance is the next uh, of that group. Um, but when it comes to the Bengals, how did they get better? Well, I mean, offensively, defensively, you know, obviously they drafted maybe more offensively the last couple of years. You know, and then I think that, you know, they've picked up a lot of free agents through the defense, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They drafted offense and they and they got free agents on defense. That's you're exactly right. They got some high priced guys on the defensive line to rush the quarterback and in the secondary. And that made a huge difference. And one at least one linebacker. People move around a lot. Uh free agency, uh, if your if your salary's a little too high, there's a lot of really good players that get released. It's a salary cap issue. There's, there's a lot of movement. And that's, to my point earlier, the fact that you have the depth. There's a lot of really good football players out there that aren't the marquee names. And then it's what system do you put them in? Mm -hmm. And do you get everybody to buy in? I mean, that's one of the things that, that you know, listening to Shanahan, uh, I thought his comments were very interesting after they lost. You know, he said every year the team is different. It's still the 49ers. It's still a lot of the same players, but every team is different. You're starting over again. And he really loved these guys. He thought that they're, you know, the way that they played together and the way that they pulled together and, and you know, stepping up when somebody was hurt, that kind of stuff. And that's what it takes to win, and that's what the Bengals have done mm -hmm. is – the people they've bought in, you know, brought in, have bought into uh, 
the the team concept. You know, they believe in what they're doing. And that's why teams win. That's why they they advance from, you know, certainly not the dramatic dramatic uh, change from you know two and fourteen and four and twelve to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's to me that's what I've seen is that's how it happens. Is yeah. you get a coaching staff that's together and you get you know one theme, one idea, and everybody's buying in. Well, I mean, it's happened before. It's not an unprecedented you know change. It's not not common, but you know, the most famous case in my recent memory was the Rams, actually the Kurt Warner Rams, you know, they were God awful. And then they went to being the best team in the league for a few years, like overnight. Yeah. And so much so that they've recently made a movie about it. Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) I'm probably going to miss that. I might check it out. Um, But you know, the other thing that's it, you know, it's very true that everybody in the NFL can play. Yeah, of course. And there's a bunch of guys that aren't in the league that can play. Right. That are really good players. It's just finding the right situation, the right scheme, and buying into it, and all of a sudden you have success. Yeah, and the Bengals had eluded them up until now, and so yeah. it's very exciting. Well, have have they ever been this close before? Yeah, of course they 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 lost to the Niners twice. Right. Okay. And that was in the eighties and nineties. I think you said uh, the last playoff 80s. game they won was 89? Yeah, they they won. Uh, the playoff game would have been in eighty eight, but the Super Bowl they lost was in eighty nine. Okay, so they okay. Yeah. So, so right when I was born, you <laughs> yep. stopped winning. That's right. Okay. The Bengals have not been a winning team in your life. Well, I mean, they were a winning team, I guess, technically, but not really. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna... the, the last real shot they had uh, was when Carson Palmer was in his third year, and they went, uh, they won the North, and they played the Steelers in the first round. The Steelers were wild card, and Kimo von Olhoffen on the first pass play rolled up, first play maybe of the game, rolled up on Palmer's knee as he hit Chris Henry down the right sideline for like a 60 yard, not 60, 40 yard completion, you know, a big looping, beautiful pass right in the, right on time. And, uh, the camera pans back to a writhing Carson Palmer. And that was the end of that. John Kitna came in and gave it his best. Yeah. But the Steelers went on to win the Super Bowl that year. It was that the play that changed the rule. Uh, yeah, well, Yes. Going low on a quarterback? It was followed shortly by Brady actually getting the same thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, Palmer. Might have been the next. It's okay if it does to Palmer. Maybe. But Brady? No, we're changing the rules. Rightfully so. I think it was the following season it happened to Brady. I just remember it uh, happening to Palmer. And so, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, Kimo von Olhoffen reportedly said, you know, he felt terrible about it and. He didn't mean to, of course. He got blocked and blah, 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 blah. I watched the play over and over and over again. You're not bitter. And uh, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. I tell you, though, you're not getting off on a tangent here, but the rules now for rushing the quarterback, it's really hard. Yeah, it's tag. You're it. Got you. It's, yeah. I I felt like Stafford got hit quite a bit of Anso in the 49er game. Like, I felt like he was hit. Some, yeah, but you're, oh, you know, so you're, you're getting blocked by one or two 340 pound guys. Yeah. And you're trying to get to the quarterback and you're using everything that you can. And, you're, and all of a sudden they throw a flag because you hit him below the waist or, 
you know, you're trying to, to swat, 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 yep. swit. <laughs> That's right. You're all, trying, those, all those are right. <laughs> you're trying to swat the ball down. And so you, as you follow through, you tap his helmet. So it's contact to the head, even if it's just fingertips. And that's a 15 yard penalty. I think they've dialed that back some of those ticky tack calls. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They definitely have. They used I, to be real bad. I saw a couple this year that it's like, come on. Yeah. Well, but anyway, yeah, it's one of my favorite things uh, along those lines was uh, two weeks ago when Brady, you know, got hit in the eye or the lip or what? Oh, in the lip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, was complaining and got a flag for the first time ever. He was complaining right. so vehemently to the ref they flagged him. <laughs> That's awesome. unsportsmanlike. His, his, yeah, 22 years, his only unsportsmanlike because he was, he didn't like that somebody hit him. He was crying so hard. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, I have a, another question for you. This one specifically, Joe, I want to know your opinion first. Okay. Okay. I want to know uh, who's better, Burrow or Chase? Who's better? Who's more valuable to the team? Yeah. Like who's, who's, who, who do you think is, is, uh, uh, gonna be like, would you say, you know, is is Chase likelier to be the best wide receiver in the league, or is Burrow likelier to be the best quarterback? That, that's in a the good league? question. It's funny because both of those guys, when they drafted Burrow, I thought, man, we really don't need to draft a quarterback. We need line help. You know me, Steve. I'm always preaching line. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought Dalton was fine, so whatever. Let's just get him some help. And then, uh, you know, it turns out that. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe no, it was good. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet, but it's, I'm turning the corner. I haven't turned, maybe. No. Yeah, oh, of geez. course. I love Everybody loves Burrow. Right. And then same thing with Chase. I'm like, oh, my God. We could. We should have went and got... Uh, Penne. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that was a no-brainer, and I was upset. But I didn't... I'm also not a huge college football... Uh, Buff? Yeah. So I didn't, re- I didn't watch... I watched Burrow in his last game. Right. And I never really watched Chase with an eye on him. I've seen him play, but just, and he's great, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, so to answer your question, I will say Burrow. I think he's got a better chance of being the best quarterback in the league. So far, what I've seen from him is real impressive in both, we've talked about it, demeanor and in his actual physical talent. And uh, I don't know, man. You know, there's a lot of good receivers in the league. So, yeah, but, so I Chase mean, has got saw, some more If I go down the list of all the quarterbacks that I know. are in the same league that, that Burrow's in, Mahomes, we got Lamar Jackson, we got Justin Herbert, all these young quarterbacks that are coming up. Yeah. It's hard, hard to say. That Maybe that's... we should ask them. They're all sitting at home. Right. What about you? What do you <laughs> think? You think Dad? I would probably agree that Burrow is a better quarterback and affects the game more. But we can, you know, we saw with Mahomes that you can look like you're the second coming of, you know, Joe Namath, and you can still get beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as far as Chase, uh, he did have, you know, the 250 yard game. Yeah. And just ran through Kansas City. I don't think I don't know how much Kansas City was paying attention to that. Now he didn't have that kind of game this last week. No, but he still had a decent game. And he is, you know, a really good wide receiver, and he's great running after the ball. But as far as being best in the league, Debo's there. Yeah. And they're kind of the same age. You got a lot of great receivers. You got, you know, 
Tyreek Hill's still there. He's so he's something else. He's man. just crazy fast. He's so good. He's just crazy I think fast. That between Chase and Justin Jefferson, one of them are going to be. Je- one of the best I was just going to say Justin Jefferson in be. Minnesota is a real. I watch him every week because my wife's a Viking fan, and he's impressive. He is yeah. insanely and, good. And also, I'll say it right now. Chase, right now, yes, he's the best receiver on the Bengals, but he might not be With when Higgins. it's all said and done. I'm a big Higgins fan. Yeah. I love I love me a tall receiver with body control, man. Yeah, he man. he can go get the ball. It's great. Well, and the other thing too, and and football is different than every other sport, the fact that it's it's so much a team sport. Yeah. You know, if you look at basketball or or even baseball and even hockey, if you have elite talent, it it really changes how the game is played. But you can have elite talent in football, and if you don't have a, a full roster, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. if you don't have depth, it doesn't matter. If you're the only wide receiver on the team, you'll never catch the ball. Yeah, you I know? mean, so but, having a, a you know Higgins and Boyd, and you guys Boyd. have Boyd, yeah, Tyler Boyd, and we have you, know, you uh, have a good tight end. And then hurt Mixon. right yeah, now. Yeah, he got hurt. Uh, Uzama is a good tight end. Mixon's a great running Mixon's back. great running back and he and he's a good receiver out of the backfield and their backup guy, you know, he was uh he scored, you know, the pivotal touchdown that sort of got him back into the game. Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I Ryan, like him. Yeah. I actually like him quite a bit as a backup running back. So that's you know, that really in football makes a huge difference. So who else is on the team? Right. You know, quarterback is different. Quarterback there's just one. Yep. That's something, and but it it has to do with also who he's throwing to. You know, I mean, I still say Dante Culpepper was a horrible quarterback. I think history is on your side. Yeah, but he one. was throwing to Randy Moss early in Moss's career, and Chris Carter was still there at and, the end. Of- but you 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 throw it to Moss, and you he'd be triple covered. Yeah, and you just throw it up in the air, and he would come down with it, and so all of a sudden, you know. Culpepper's going to Pro Bowls. He had statistically one of the greatest years ever, and he would have been the MVP of the league if Peyton Manning hadn't had the best year of his career and thrown for 48 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But again, it's it's because of who he's throwing to. It yeah. didn't say as much about him as it did about who he's throwing to. No, he had a real Cam Newton flash. You know, he played well, there's no doubt, but uh, yeah, I mean... My God, the talent. And the Robert Smith, what I think, was the running back on that team who ran the screenplay better than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. I just remember times where the, he would throw a pass, and I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, it, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Moss comes and down. And Moss with comes it. down with it and breaks away from three guys and goes in and scores a touchdown, yeah. you know. So for the stat line, right. it's you know, it's a, it's a 40-yard touchdown pass. that, but... Watching the game, you knew that was the bad It should have been an interception. So, yeah. Well, with all this talent and young talent that's going on with the Bengals, they're obviously going to have to re-sign some people, eventually build some contracts up. Do you foresee there to be more Super Bowls in the future with the Bengals? Oh, man, that's so hard. I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm excited. I'm actually, before they kind of won the last two playoff games, I was resigned to the fact that they probably weren't going to get as far as they have and but my silver lining was that their team only needed a couple more pieces before they would be the kind of team that could do what they've now done and get to the super bowl which is again linemen is my i mean offensive line get a center get a left tackle 
get yourself, you know, a good linebacker. They just need to get Mario Cristobal on staff and they'll be good. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll get to that. Hopefully. I don't know if we'll have time, but I, I do have, I do want to know about that. Uh, <laughs> and you know, so it's, it's awesome where they are now. And yeah, I'm very excited because I, now I've said it a couple times already, if they can keep two thirds of their skilled position and add some linemen, a uh, good offensive linemen, then they're going to be a real deal. And it, that's just up to the front office and the coaching and everything. If they can, you know, do all the things that Steve's talked about earlier and keeping that culture going the way it seems to be going. Well, there's different ways to build teams. Uh, you can do what Tampa Bay did, which they went out and gave away a lot of their draft picks and mortgaged the future to sign, you know, Adamic and Sue and, and some of the skill, you know, players they had and, and all of those people and they won a Super Bowl. Okay, great. That's the Miami Marlins approach. They won a world series. It's the Los Angeles Rams approach. And I was just going to get to that is the Rams. Now, if, if they don't win this year, they're in trouble because they can't afford to keep the team together. They don't have any draft picks. They've traded all their draft picks away. Yep. And they have free agents that are going to leave. So and frankly, I don't know where the Bengals are with that. I know they spent a lot of money on their defense and obviously they've, you know, the offense is all draft pretty much. The skilled guys are all their draft draftees, but I don't know where they stand with their salary cap. It's probably pretty precarious. I would imagine. Well, but again, it's better than the Los Angeles. Probably <laughs> Here, here's the thing about that is that, you know, Chase Burrow, these guys are all on rookie contracts. Yeah, they they don't cost anything, but the defense does. Right. So it depends on, on, you know, where you are in the process. You know, that's the thing. If, you know, we were, we're going to trade away uh, Garoppolo. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> so. The Vikings you know, will take him. It, it's just one of those players that, that he's good enough to win but he does dumb stuff. And then there are times where he just looks absolutely lost. He's good enough to win, but he's not going to win you the game. Mm. It's just, he, he's, oh yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> Maybe you guys can just trade with Minnesota. I don't think they like cousins. Very cousins. We're going to, we're going to trade him. There's no doubt about it. They just, you we'll know, see. they're, they're <laughs> sitting down and talking with Garoppolo and his agent and, uh -huh. and, and, you know, thank you for what you did. You took us to the NFC championship game. You know, you played your your hardest. We get that. Uh, you know, let's try to match up where you might want to go with, you know, who wants to trade. But but he's going to be gone. Well, that frees up a lot of money uh, because Trey Lance, again, this was his first year. He's on a rookie deal. So where your big money goes is, you know, a veteran wide receiver, a veteran quarterback, uh, cornerbacks, you know, and linebackers, you know, and D linemen. Offensive line normally don't, they're not high dollar guys. Yeah, maybe one guy is, but every, possibly a left tackle. Every yeah. once in a while, yeah. So, sure, Whitworth is still making If you have the skilled position guys, which are normally very expensive, mm. cheap, then you've got several years now that, that you can build up, like you're talking about, add to the offensive line, get yourself a, a left tackle. You know, move your left tackle now to the right side because the right side of your offensive line is horrible. So bad. Uh, but that's the whole thing about putting a team together and kind of planning. 
you never know about injuries. You know, that's always the wild card is, you know, can somebody get hurt? Now there's 18 weeks. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you're playing 17 games before you get to the playoffs. So, which is weird. Yeah. I don't like it. But anyway, yeah, you know, I think the Bengals, again, I don't know specifically because I really don't care about the Bengals, <laughs> but, uh, hence the hour long podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is it's more for Joe than it is. <laughs> this is what you call humoring. Uh, he sat through enough humoring the talent <laughs> duck conversations or this is true. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I think you guys probably are in pretty good shape. If they're doing it right, then yeah, right. Of course, because they, I mean, you got to get lucky in the draft if you want to be good. And they have. So yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, at least we know that the culture is where it needs to be right now. It you seems like it. see it on the sidelines. Yeah, it seems like Zach Taylor's got it going, which is, you know, great. So big question, do they win? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Calling it. I think that they really can. I've, I've seen the the Rams enough, their record notwithstanding, you know, Stafford to me is, is flawed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Cooper cup is, is one of those players that why he gets open. Why, why, why I, uh, it makes no sense to me, but he's amazing. He is. He really is something else, man. You know, it kind of reminds me of Steve Largent. Yeah. He got no business being open. Yeah, he has no business, you know, catching as many balls as he does and being as effective as he is. I think having people like Odell on the other side really helps. Oh, sure. sure. But you know, he, like, he was doing that before that. He's been good totally. for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get Beckham with until... Goff. Yeah, with Goff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get Beckham until halfway in, through the year. His own Dante Culpepper. And honestly... <laughs> uh, True. Beckham hasn't been all that effective. He was more effective in the last game yeah. than I've seen him. Totally. Yeah, his last two games is finally where he started to actually play football. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, I agree. So in that regard, yeah, I think the Bengals definitely can win. Uh, they just seem to be kind of a team, you know, beating Kansas City. Twice. Yeah, they just seem to be kind of a team of destiny. Yeah. I and hope so. You know, their their hurdle, team of <laughs> their physical hurdle will be the the best pass rush they've faced. Yes. You know, Aaron Donald. Oh, is, Aaron Donald. He's unbelievable. And Von Miller is rounding into, you know. He compliments. The him. old Von Miller. He is playing better. He's playing much better, and which is that's scary. That's just the amazing thing, you know, again, if you haven't noticed uh, listening to this, I have a tendency to fall back to the 49ers. That's why you're here. Or, on, or on the Ducks. Comments here or there. We haven't talked Ducks yet. That's coming up. Uh, but the 49ers do a really good job on Donald. Yeah. You know, it's just they commented. I heard the, that. Yeah. The announcers, you know, we haven't said his name the whole game. And, you know, it wasn't until the very end of the game when, you know, Jimmy. When he made Coach the big Jimmy, play. Yeah. When, you know, he just... I don't know what he's thinking. He doesn't move. He doesn't move in the pocket. He doesn't get rid of the ball. You know they're coming after you. Burrow, but they better have a good game plan. 
Yeah, Burrow's pretty Burrow's good at getting mobile. getting away. But yeah, two hey, of the biggest plays in that game against Kansas City were him running for first down. They really they don't were all the right plays, though. I mean, to get him out on the sideline they to don't. be able to run for that, then then they're not going to be able to take advantage of. Well, it. and those weren't called plays. That was they him improvising. And I agree with you. They they tend to call too many dropbacks for not having a great line. Like I I yell that at the TV each week. Like, yeah. can we get a quick slant? Up in here, please. Let's get it out of his hands. <laughs> we we got good skill players. Yeah, they do the bubble screen every once in a while, and I'm all for that. But you know, you can't do that seven times a game. That's... Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations Thanks, on man. them. You know, getting to the Super Bowl. I take We're full all credit for them. Um, I think moving moving into uh, kind of something else, still football related. There's something huge that has happened that is you know once in a generation you know you got wayne gretzky you got michael jordan you got all these players that retire and tom brady has officially retired like for me you know i know you guys have a lot a lot more football that you've seen maybe without tom brady but i haven't seen a lot without him and he's one of those names like i just mentioned that is going to be just forever enshrined in you know sports you know, Mount Rushmore. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to pay homage and just kind of talk a little bit about, well, Tom. much to the chagrin of all 49er fans, especially ones that remember Joe Montana, you know, Tom Brady's now the greatest quarterback. Yeah. It's, it's not really up for debate as much as I don't have a big problem with Tom Brady, Tom Brady, but I was, I did like Montana quite a bit, even though I wasn't a 49er fan. So yeah, it's a little bit sad for me to see him being, uh, you know, Second fiddle just, to well, somebody just, else. Just don't ever without say qu- Joe Montana is <clears throat> second fiddle to anybody. I mean, I can still like Joe Montana better than Tom Brady, and totally. I do. I mean, that's yeah. that's a statistically, fact. you know, Brady has done more than anybody else has. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a yeah, it's not really a conversation. You can't have the Michael Jordan versus, you know, Kobe Bryant or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, Gretzky is the a perfect example. He's the great one. He's not the great in the conversation of other guys. He's the great one. Yeah. There's no contest. Well, you know, and the other thing about Brady is his, he was able to stay uh, with New England and Belichick and the same system and that consistency is really important. And that franchise, as you were talking earlier about the Bengals being a bad franchise that seemed to draft the wrong players and not developing the players that they have, the Patriots were never that. The Patriots always seemed to get more out of a player than that player either did after they left the Patriots or before they got to the Patriots. Yeah, and sustainable. Some, in some cases, both. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Brady was the beneficiary of that. Well, in being and, with a great franchise. And the people that, you know, or his biggest fans would argue that he's maybe, you know, the contributor to that. He's a reason for that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that at all. But as we've talked about, you know, for the last 45 minutes, it has a lot to do with the team, you know? So if, if the front office, if the GM isn't bringing in the right people, yeah. uh, You know, it doesn't matter how good the quarterback is. Uh, obviously he was a contributor. The other thing about Brady that I will always appreciate is he never took as much money as he could have asked for. Yeah. He always took less money. Now, 
you know, he, he made millions and millions of dollars. And of course he's married to a woman that made double what he ever made. Yeah. If not more than that. So money was never an issue, but still Tom Brady never cared whether he was the most, you know, the highest paid player in the league. It doesn't stop others from doing the opposite. So. Oh no, of course not. Yeah. That's what, I think that's your point. That's what, one of the cool things about him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because what that does is it gives more money with the salary cap to spend on other players where you can have a better offensive line. You can give a little bit more money to get, you know, the better defensive player. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, and I, I saw something today about this, when you look at, at coaching trees and you go back to like Bill Walsh and, and you, you follow all the people that, that were assistant coaches with Walsh uh, or Mike Shanahan. And then you look at all the people that came from him. You look at Belichick and all the play, all the coaches, assistant coaches that have gotten head coaching jobs from the Belichick tree. Yeah. They've all failed. Yeah. They're all horrible. There's, there's virtually not a Belichick tree. There's not, yeah. you know, they all got these opportunities. Josh McDaniel's getting another one now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, with that, it, it wasn't that, that Belichick had this fantastic staff. It's just the way the program was ran. And I, and the other thing is we talk about Montana, Montana wins more Super Bowls if he stays with the 49ers. But at the time, the USFL disbanded and there was the draft that brought in the USFL players, which brought uh, Steve Young to the 49ers. Steve Young is an incredible quarterback, yeah. an incredible athlete. I mean, he, he was the first mobile quarterback. He ran like a fullback and he was fast. He kind of pushed Joe Montana out. Absolutely. And man, that's that, saying something. It was it was a great team. Well, it was the end of Montana's career, right? He had three or four years left, maybe, and he was hurt, and he was probably, although he was similar, he didn't ever take the most, you know, notorious or uh, famously would always oh, yeah. take last. But he was still getting paid, and man, Young was real good. And and Young, it's not like he was cheap. They signed, you know, back then you didn't have a rookie contract. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's. Whoever the number one quarterback coming into the league was the highest paid player right. in the league every year, even though they'd never taken a snap. Uh, but the the thing was, is they could have stayed with Montana if Young wasn't an option. And, you know, Joe Montana would have won more Super Bowls with yep. that team. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think otherwise. He's uh, He would have won the, the, uh, the game you're talking about with San Diego. You know, that's Young's Super Bowl win. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montana wins that game. Oh, of course. Yeah. So. Which would have been number five for him? Does he have four? No. No. He, Montana. He has four. Yeah. Yeah, because Young has one, and 49ers have five. Okay. But my point here is that that Brady never had that. There was never anybody that they brought in that pushed him out. Well, 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 hold on. They had to resist the Matt Castle uh, force of nature that was right and also the Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo. <laughs> a lot of discipline in that front office so they to... never brought in a good quarterback <laughs> behind him is my point uh, now Brady going to Tampa Bay and winning with that team okay that to me 
bumps him up a level. It, it makes it hard to... That's why I say it's really undisputed. Yeah. Because if if Joe Montana would have gone to Kansas City, which is he did go to Kansas City, if he'd have won a Super Bowl with Kansas City, you know... Then you have an argument. Yep, maybe. That would have been five for him, one with a new team. But Brady's, you know, he's got seven. seven. Yeah, it's... Well, he also played 22 years. He did. He did. You know, that's what it's like when you start talking about. And eras and things like that. Well, and, you know, Hank Aaron. And, you know, Hank Aaron, a great player. And, you know, had the the record for home runs. But he played for 20 years. You know, nobody else played for 20 years of, you know, that were on the list of. Sure. So longevity matters. Totally. And Montana did get, he got back problems kind of early. Yeah. I don't know what his career. Not a very big guy. No, he wasn't. So then the question, I guess, Plus, sorry, uh, I was just going to say you could, you could pose is, you know, the age old question of who would you take one game must win, you know, any era, you know, in their prime, so on and so forth that you know, that one I could I could still say Joe Montana, Joe Montana. If, if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what we touched on earlier, the game is different now. There weren't the protections for the quarterbacks. Oh, my God. Back in those days when Joe Montana played and, you know, Joe Namath and, you Joe know. Joe Theismann. All, all the okay. Joes. <laughs> but, you know, some of the great quarterbacks, you know, that in, of the past, these guys were just buried there was no one that was protecting them well all you got to do is watch a, a pregame show now and phil sims and uh boomer they'll all tell you they never shut up about it oh yeah <laughs> they you just know, got obliterated they did you know they, you couldn't do any it roughing the passer was if the defensive lineman took more than four steps to get to the quarterback after he released the ball if, if there was a was whistle for, and yeah. then he hit the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that was roughing the pass. You know, if everybody else was running off the field, and you you took the quarterback out as he's running off yeah. the field, and that was if he was the on his way to the locker room at halftime, <laughs> and so Lawrence Taylor teed up teed him up, then he'd get flagged. It's it's such a different game, you know, and and rightfully so. It it needed to change because players got faster and players got bigger. Yeah, and, you know, I remember watching Jack Tatum safety with the uh with the raiders and he used to just target people and you could hit somebody if the ball wasn't in the air you could hit him and so somebody would be coming across the middle and the ball wasn't in the air and he would launch i mean you know horizontal launch into a receiver and say if you're going to come over the middle i'm going to kill you yeah football wasn't conceived of with all these rules in place like they had to go oh Someone's going to die if we don't change this. And so little by little, rules get implemented to not kill people. Yeah. Well, some would say that uh, going back to the Joe Montana actually had uh, less talent around him than Tom. Yeah, Brady. there's all those arguments. But, right? you know, I don't. Yeah, I guess. Although Brady, you know, I don't for know. several years, man, he had no receivers. <laughs> like he yeah. had just. But he had Wes Welker. Wes Welker's great, but there he didn't have always have Wes Welker. I'm yeah. talking about there were years where he had like, you know, two guys that were decent and they both got hurt, and <laughs> it was like he and he still won the uh, the division. You know, yeah. they, those were the years that they didn't go, you know, necessarily win the Super Bowl. But and then of course 
Randy Moss shows up and they break every record in the books for a year and go undefeated only to magically lose to the Giants, which everybody loves, except yeah. for Patriots fans. But yeah, he had plenty catch. Yeah, he had plenty of years where he didn't really have much in the way of receivers at least. They and, still they always had good and honestly, core if players. You, you you can't say Joe Montana that the teams Montana's teams, those were great teams. They, they had a lot of talent. I could name you four at, Hall of Famers Jerry, right now. You know, Jerry Rice, John Taylor, uh, Brent Jones, Brent Jones, Tom Rathman. Uh, yeah, and then you throw in uh, Dwight Clark early on. Uh, yeah, let's see. The catch. Roger Craig uh, was a running back. Charlie uh, Waters was a running back. One of the, the Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Yep. Charlie Waters was somebody else. Yeah, he was. Charlie Waters was a defensive back for. I knew you guys would debunk that one <laughs> for the Cowboys. He actually, that's a really sad story. He became the defensive coordinator at Oregon. And his teenage son went to bed one night and did not wake oh, up. Oh, God. Ouch. Way to bum everyone out, Steve. Oh, my God. That was just it was the most. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're going to say good uh, No, anyway, Charlie Waters. Sorry. Uh, R.I.P. Charlie Waters' son. Uh, but yeah, uh, those 49er teams, <clears throat> I, I would put that up, up against any of the Patriot teams. And good defenses and, yeah. Well, um, yeah, Ed Norton. and Regardless, we are seeing the end of an era in football when it comes to Tom Brady. Not It's going to be weird not be in, him being in the league next year. Yeah, so, I suppose so. He's been there for a long time. I, you know, Steve and I, of course, both vividly remember when he came in and everybody was sort of not impressed with him for, I don't know, it felt like 10 years before he got any respect. And then, well, you know, being a, a low draft pick, 43rd, sixth round, oh. 199th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Barely and cracked the top 200. Yeah. Really didn't have much of a college career. Yeah. He was a starter at Michigan for a couple of years after Brian Greasy was uh, the more famous Michigan quarterback yeah. from that era. I think all the clips I see from him when he's younger is just talking about how much practice matters and how much, you know, you don't prove anything until you can prove it on the practice field. I mean, he's a great story. If you really so. get into it, it's he's, it's a great story. I have been less than super interested over the years. I'm not a huge, I'm neither here nor there on Tom Brady. There's no. the haters and there's the lovers and I'm sort of neither. I, I respect it and I'm, I'm glad he was in the league and it was fun to watch him sort of do what nobody had done before, but... And he seems like an okay guy, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and he is the epitome of of somebody that takes care of his body. Yeah. And and really focuses because that's not necessarily the the way of of a an athlete. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons that he did is he was never an athlete. Right. As far as being athletic. Five, four, something forty at the Yeah, combine. He can't run. Yeah. You know, 24 inch vertical, which is maybe not as good as me right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, could, I mean, they're just so he didn't come in with that arrogance. Yeah. Of of athleticism that is that a lot of young men have a difficult time dealing with. Well, it's funny because there's a, I listened to, as anybody knows, the Adam Carolla show. And right. the, one of the guys on that show, kind of the sidekick sound effects guy, his name is Brian. And he grew up and went to high school with Tom Brady. They went to the same school. I think he was a year or two behind Tom Brady. And he said, yeah, he was a good athlete, but he was not the best athlete at their school. Yeah. Not even close. He, he remembers him from that back then. And he was, you know, a good baseball player, a good football player, but not the best. Yeah. Again, it's, 
you know, I think early on he realized it was his effort that he puts in, the taking care of his body, that was going to keep him in the league for a few years. Uh, as it turned out, it turned out to be 22 years. Uh, but there's so many young guys to come in and get money and, and it's partying and having their posse and, you know, let's go and have fun. And they don't think of the long term. You know, they don't think, they just think that this will be forever. Yeah. It's easy and, to do when you're 24. Yeah. So that's the other thing I think that's really impressive about Brady from, you know, early on, he realized that, you know, for me to be able to stay here, here's what I have to do. You know, a lot of avocado toast. I admit I should definitely be way more impressed by him. Yeah. Yeah. I, he had the Mamba mentality, you know? So just keeping on fighting, always yeah. being there. Yeah, practice it's a, and everything. An amazing, amazing story. So this is why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. We spent way too much time on that. Yeah. On Tom a little Brady. bit. <laughs> <laughs> on the most amazing football player ever. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, okay. I agree. So <laughs> we have, uh, we never did get to, you know, talking ducks. Well, we got five minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Figured that we and, uh, you know, there's big things happening there. Well, what you know, happened? I didn't, I didn't follow what happened with Cristobal and when did it happen? Has it been like two years and I just missed it or something? No. Okay. Cristobal at the end of this year. Okay. The Miami job was talked about possibly coming open. They, they, Manny Diaz was the coach, uh-huh. but they started talking to Cristobal. And I firmly believe that before the season was over, Cristobal was thinking about Miami. And one of the things that happened with that was that uh, we lost to Utah twice horribly, and the mm. team just fell. And then we lost our bowl game. Uh, they stopped playing. Mm. They weren't nearly the team. And I'm pretty sure that, that Cristobal had kind of decided he was going to Miami. Maybe checked out a little. Totally checked out. You know, I just, and, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks. That's, uh, but, you know, honestly, he was a great recruiter. He was not my favorite coach as far as in-game coach. X's and O's guys. I did not like the adjustments he made. I did not like the conservative way that he called the game. Uh, and this is coming from someone, you know, who watched Chip Kelly you know, no. with, you know, you're, you're playing offense with your hair on fire. Right. Um, but what I will say about Cristobal, he wasn't as bad as Taggart, you know, he didn't take the, you know, the, uh, Phil Knight jet to go interview right. at Miami, but he totally checked out and, uh, but he did a great job of recruiting. So there's a lot of really good athletes there now. Well, and the program is elevated, and you know, hopefully, who's the new coach? Dan Lanning. And where did he come from? He's the was the defensive coordinator for Georgia. Okay. And so, you know, Georgia had a historic defense this year. Yeah. Won a national championship. Lanning kind of it took the job a few weeks before the national championship game, and the agreement was that. You know, Oregon said, you know, you need to go back. And, and he wanted to go back and coach mm-hmm. and finish what he had started. Uh, so he was kind of wearing two hats. Wait, was he physically wearing two hats? Yeah. Yeah, right yeah he had Georgia. one of those hats at the, the front of it, you know, was the <laughs> ducks. And then he'd spin it around and there was a Georgia. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, they won the national championship. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things, we just got a commitment from mm -hmm. the top uh, cornerback that was available. You know, he's like number 10 cornerback in the nation. He was the guy that, that Lanning called walking off the field. Lanning was in the tunnel winning a national championship. Okay, fanfare, blah, 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 all that. Lanning's walking in the tunnel to head to the locker room, and he called this kid for recruiting. And so, you know, it's, it's like that's when he stopped being involved with Georgia and yeah. started, you know, being the duck head coach. Cool. So what do they do with the rest of the staff? Total turnover? Or? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Well, a lot of it went, a lot of them went with Cristobal. Of course. Isn't that what he did when he went to Oregon? Is he brought a lot of people in? Well, no, actually, he, uh, Taggart brought in a lot of the people. And they stayed when yeah, he Yeah, he left? retained them. And, and a couple of them went with Taggart, uh -huh. but a lot of them stayed. Uh, and then Cristobal kind of changed, like, the new wide receiver coach and a couple other players. or a couple other coaches each year, mm. you know, kind of fine-tuned it. I think that they had a really good coaching staff, great recruiters. Now the guy that landing, the guys that landing has brought in are all considered elite recruiters. Okay. Uh, Dan landing himself was the national recruiter of the year a couple years ago. Okay. Uh, but also he has brought in several uh, coaches from the NFL guys that had been in college had gone to the NFL. One was in Jacksonville and one was at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. Yeah. Clem. So he has a mix of, of some really interesting coaches. Mm. Uh, plus, you know, some coaches that have NFL experience, which is kind of a plus. Yeah. When you're talking to kids about making it to the league. Yeah, you know, exactly. They know what they're looking for. They know exactly they know the systems. He's very young. I think he's like 36. Dan Lanning? Yeah. Uh, the staff itself, for the most part, is very young. Most of them are in their 30s. That seems to be the trend in the NFL, at least. And it is. And uh, like I said, he's saying the right things. Everybody's credentials are impressive. They've lost a few players, uh, but he's been able to kind of turn around a couple that entered the transfer portal. College football is totally different now than it it was two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it at all. Uh, the transfer portal, you just, you. It's the first time I've ever heard that term, transfer portal. Yeah. You throw your name in there and you can go anywhere and play immediately. Interesting. So it's just a different world. You know, the Oklahoma quarterback ended up going to USC because, uh, what's his name? The Oklahoma uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley was the coach at Oklahoma. He left. Williams was the quarterback. Right. But Lincoln Riley left and went to USC. So the quarterback followed. So the quarterback said, well, I'm going to go with you. And all they have to do is just um, throw my name in the transfer portal. And I can go anywhere I want. Oregon's starting running back from last year. Travis Dye is now a, a USC Trojan. Really? For the transfer Yeah, I don't portal. understand that one at all. But isn't his isn't he the one with the brother that was the linebacker? Yes, Troy died. One hundred percent, yes. And he's in the league, yes. Yeah, they could yeah. have been, you know, one of the most famous, you know, brother duos, obviously. Yeah, duck royalty. Yep. Oh wow. Interesting. 
So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, tomorrow is National Signing Day for the high school recruits. So now there's two signing days. There's one in December and one in February. So it'll be interesting to see who they end up getting tomorrow and who they sign, and then we'll see going forward. Yeah. But I cool. like Lanning. You know, I like a lot of the stuff he says. So. Well, so I imagine you guys will want to get together and do a – preview oh absolutely yeah yeah in the end of the summer at some point we have much more to talk about when it comes well there'll be a lot of stuff that happens between now and then right that's true oh yeah yeah Yeah. the spring game and you know spring practices and see how that thing how everything sorts itself out but how landing can anyway we just want everybody to know that if you're listening to this not everything we're going to do is sports Nothing uh, Nothing between now and then, in fact. <laughs> we're going to get together again. We have a couple topics that that uh, we're going to kind of flush out that, that might be fun. There's certainly a lot that's happened, a lot that's going on that uh, we haven't talked about because we haven't really talked about anything for it's a while. time to talk. Well, this is the first time I've seen you guys in the podcast setting for two years, which is crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy to think of. You guys have had a few podcasts between then and now, but not that many. No, we did. We did some short ones talking about meals and yeah. that was kind of fun. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I listened to those. Those are good. But, uh, we're back and, and we're closing in on 100. So Which I think this is 97. All right. One in itself. Well, you got to do enough this year so there can be a, uh, TJC awards. Yeah, at the we, end of the year. yeah, we missed out on that. I know that uh, a lot of the mail coming in was really upset with uh, hey, with no know, TJC. We awards. weren't gonna we weren't gonna do this BS Zoom version that everybody copped out. No, 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 no. It's like, not gonna happen. No. Not gonna happen. So, Joe, thank you very much for coming out and hanging out with us. And it's always my yeah, pleasure man. talking Bengals. I love it. Are you kidding me? He has lured me here. Want to talk Bengals? Want to talk Bengals? <laughs> I would have been here no matter what, but that was hey, awesome. They, Thank you. They did it themselves and given us a, something to talk about. So. Yeah, that's it's fun. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And uh, if you guys want, there'll be more perspectives later. We are a force of passion. Create a new faction. Taking action, working hard just for the satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight. Because our light is in their eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are.